Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first, because guess what? You are not alone. Join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage. Together we'll illuminate your inner spark, empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are. It's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world. Are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you? Hello, hello, beautiful community. Thank you for joining me and welcome to Raw and Radiant. This podcast is going to be filled with so much information, so much electricity, and so much magic. I have Dr. Meg Hayworth here on with me. She is a doctor of transpersonal psychology and a holistic wellness for abuse survivors. She is a magical being that I have met through my breathwork mentors, Dr. Corey Ostra and Jessica Walla. The healing couple who met Dr. Meg a month or so ago in Atlanta, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. And we connected and I know that our passion and our mission are are divinely guided for some juicy, juicy information and some juicy shares and just knowing that you are not alone in this journey. So she has a beautiful, beautiful, extensive YouTube channel parental narcissistic abuse recovery. I will drop that link into the show notes. She's been featured on NBC Nightly News, the Huffington Post, the Los Angeles Times, Hay House Radio, so much more. She has authored eight books. I will drop all those links into the show notes too. She is a podcast host called Get Well Soon, and she's also the founder of Lightning Women, a support group for women of abuse survivors with chronic illness. And I'm going to allow her to just drop into this space, her story, her transformation, her gifts, and her her wisdom into our space for you to see that this is a safe container. This is a container of love, of support, and of awareness. But I want to bring forth, too, that because we will be experiencing maybe some really raw emotions with myself specifically. And if you feel that you are not in a safe space to listen to this podcast, please take yourself to a safe space. And if you feel that you are in a abusive relationship that is not healthy for you, please reach out to the domestic hotline abuse. I'll drop that into the show notes too, because that is super important that you and your safety are first and foremost in this podcast. So I want to introduce you to Dr. Meg Hayworth. Thank you so much for being here. I am so, so, so grateful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just thrilled to meet you and to be able to create and help heal with you. Mm, Yeah, yeah. I feel like we are on this mission to change the world and to just offer so much love to to women who need it. So a little bit about your background. I I know I was reading in your website that you help people um, using their mind, body, spirit as medicine through nutrition and psychology, but also like you have a really, really fascinating story with your background and all the diseases that you have been through from trauma, from your own story. I would, if you feel called like to have you bring some of that force so that our other women can see your vulnerability and your rawness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite an intense story. And, you know, it's really why I do what I do is because of the healing methods I found are just, were so powerful. They worked, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. And to, to come back from the kind of trauma I went through because as a child, I was sexually, physically, emotionally abused, narcissistic abuse in the home for one of my parents. And, you know, it it takes so long to like put all this stuff together to kind of like figure out what all those things were. And I came up in a time when, you know, because I'm now 56, I came up in a time when 
you know, we really didn't know a whole lot about this. And now we're in a time where we know a lot. And what happened for me is that by the time I was in my 20s, I was in and out of doctor's offices. I was getting one diagnosis after the next. I was on nine different prescription medication drugs. They would send me to bed for like weeks at a time. You know, here, here's your antidepressants. Here's your painkillers, your muscle relaxers, your, you know, stuff for all your stomach issues. Take all your drugs and go sleep, you know, and it's just like, that's no way to live. And I, it was awful to to be told when you have severe debilitating depression that you just have to sit in bed and take drugs and in so much pain. I was in so much pain. And I know there's so many people out there that are suffering from that. They're suffering from some of the thing, same things I was, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, migraine headaches, just debilitating migraines where, you know, you're just... Your head, you have to stay in bed for days just trying to get, let them pass. You know, it's just, again, it's no way to live, especially when you're in your 20s. Right. So, right. You know, you're just out there living life and enjoying things. And one of the weird things is I looked really good and people could, couldn't compute with she's really sick. Mm-hmm. They just, and this happens with so many abuse survivors. You you look great. You look like you're this happy, kind, loving person and you are those things. But what's going on internally is just tremendous pain and illness. But it does you don't have to stay there. And that's that's the good news. Yeah, that is the good news. Thank you for that. There that that's the invitation. You don't have to stay there. But I mean, I want to talk about that. This is real. And I feel like in our world right now, because I'm 54 years old, and I have said this before on this on the show, but the first half of my life, I lived with a narcissistic parent. And I'm not blaming and I'm not criticizing, but that is my reality. And recognizing that I didn't recognize I was in this abuse, emotional abuse victim lifestyle from my daughter's father to my last relationship until my daughter started going through family and marriage, getting her PhD in family and marriage counseling. And she started sending me these PDFs and this awareness. I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? I never realized that this was the cycle that I was in. And so about 50 years old, the passing of my father, it just like was this, this light that went off inside of me that I witnessed my soul trapped behind these iron bars through breath work. And I'm like, what is going on? I have just at the time spent the first half of my life in this and the sadness and like depression and what is wrong with me, no self-worth, lack of self-love, no self-trust. And it has come for me over the ta- past two years or more through breathwork of four years to recognize that I can change. I can change for the second half of my life. But it's that awareness of seeing what the patterns of these traumas that have created within our system, right? Right. Yeah. So unlike you, I, I have hypothyroidism that has been something that has manifested within me. And reading your information, it clicked within me. I'm like, oh, maybe that had something to do with the trauma that I was storing within my body. So can we go down that a little bit, Meg? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because we know now that trauma, emotional traumas, emotional abuse, any kind of abuse really, especially over time, we have a parent will wear away at your system. And so you're talking about thyroid issues. And I see this so often with abuse survivors, especially narcissistic abuse, because it's all about being silenced over and over and over again. You're not supposed to talk about what goes on in the house. You're not supposed to talk. You're not supposed to express yourself. You're not supposed to express your needs, like basic needs. You're so emotionally, severely neglected, and you don't even know how bad it is. And so because this the thyroids and the, the fifth center of the human energy system, you're being drained over and over and over again by literally shutting it off, shutting it down. But it wasn't really you that shut it down. It was your parent. Yeah. And your own parent shut you down from being able to be self-expressed, to be creative, to be 
yourself. So what happens is we grow up not even knowing who we really are. And we often grow up not even knowing what our life path and purpose and meaning, what any of those things are, because our whole life was in service to the narcissistic parent. It had to be. We were programmed, literally programmed that way. Right. But again, you can undo that programming and you can figure out who you are as what you've been on this path of doing, which is just so beautiful. You and I both been on this path of of waking up and going, you know what? I am me and I get to be me and I get to claim myself. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're helping people do. And uh, something you said a, a minute ago, just about, you know, being the second half of, of our lives, you know, and really looking at it, creating and from a whole different space than we did that first half. I'm, I'm hoping and I know that this information is going to get into people's hands that are young, you know, that are in their 20s, that are like the light bulbs are going on and, and they're going to make those changes now. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age you are. I mean, I work with people who are up into their 80s mm. and they still get these major transformations mm. and don't ever think that your life was wasted ever. I, people say that all the time. I see it on social media, on my YouTube channel. People are always putting things in the comments, you know, I've totally wasted my life. I'm like, no, you haven't. Yeah, it looks like you're waking up, and yeah, and there's steps to that. So yeah, to tell them that they what they they believe about their lives is not true for them because it's true for them. But it right. doesn't. You don't have to remain in that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, what you went through is valid. What you went through, like we see and we understand that pain. I know we both do, and like there is validity to that, but. And also there's an opportunity to heal from that. There's an opportunity to show up at whatever age in a different way. And when you have been with a partner and or a parent that is a narcissist, like that is your choice. You get to change. You can change your reality. And it's not a one and done. Like I'm not going to say it is easy because it's not, but it's this this growth pattern and it's taking the steps and having a support system to hold you in a safe space where you can heal and you can rewrite those neuro pathways within the brain that have been conditioned to think that you have to please other people. You have to take care of other people and not yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're the last one on the list always. And one of the primary beliefs that children, adult children of narcissists, I call them acons, <laughs> because you've been conned into believing all these things that are not true for you. And so one of those primary beliefs is that everyone is more important than me. Mm -hmm. And that will drive you, you know, and you'll do all kinds of helping professions. You'll put everyone else first. You'll get in codependent relationships. I, I was, you know, I attracted one addict after the next mm -hmm. and also was in, in narcissistically abusive relationships or I, you know, would be with somebody who both their parents were alcoholics. That happened over and over and over again for me. So, and it was like, wow, okay. You know, looking at those, all those inner relationships and helping to release the emotional experience and how my body was holding it. And that's really where we were. We were talking about your throat mm -hmm. and the drain. So what happens is you get drained over time by the way you were programmed by the abuse itself and the way you were treated. So eventually your biology can no longer be supported because your energy system has been drained so much by this emotional experience. And then there's a core negative belief that's being held and there's usually numbers of them that's being held in that part of your body as well that's also driving your experience. And so when you get into that emotional root cause of mm -hmm. the illness mm -hmm. and you get into that core negative experience and the core negative belief and release it from the field, you're releasing it from your energy field, it releases it also from your body. So I really think of the work that I do with my technique, it's called whole person integration technique. It helps people to release that energy so that you can run your biology. You have more energy in your present time mm. to be able to do the things you want to do, to be able to carry out your path and purpose, to be able to even define what that is to begin with. 
Yeah, that's huge right there is just defining what that is too. Because for so long, I'm like, I have no idea why I'm here. Why is my soul here? I have no idea. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening, if you haven't heard already, my path to recognizing being in my past relationship that I was in a 12 and a half year marriage that was with a narcissist. And I literally through breath work four years ago, recognized my soul being trapped behind these iron bars, watching my light and watching my soul shaking these iron bars going, I need out, I need out. And so through these four years of evolving and awakening and diving in and moving through the hard emotions, the dark nights of the soul, the tears, the purging that I have been able to release my soul from behind those iron bars. And it's not to see like I am completely healed. It's just this opportunity to know that I can keep myself safe now. I can speak my truth. I can speak my boundaries and I can love on me because as humans, we just want to be seen, we want to be heard, and we want to be loved, right? And through that is creating these the self-trust, the self-safety, and the self-love, and that's the first part. So I would love to hear about your your whole person integration technique. Can you, because I told you about breath work and, and how that helps me, how do you help your community and their healing? Yeah, so I do this with my one-on-one clients, and I also certify practitioners in my whole person whole person integration technique. And it's a technique I created about 20 years ago now. And it what it does is it helps to talk to the emotion itself and look at how that emotion is is affecting your body. So the person, when they're working with me, their eyes are closed. It's not a hypnosis. They're totally aware of everything that's going on. But their eyes are closed so they can really reference their psyche. And we do, first of all, we do a breathing exercise to get mm. them in that space, mm-hmm. you know, to help them reset the nervous system so that they can really get access to the information that your psyche is trying to send you while we're working together. So they'll get to see, you know, so say the emotion is grief and they're holding it in their heart. Like it's just a, a grief that's now become toxic to their system. Grief is a normal emotion. Anger, pain, shame, fear, those are all normal emotions. But there's a point at which when you visit over and over and you spin in it for years and years and years, it gains momentum. It gets bigger and bigger. The thoughts associated with it get practiced over and over and over and they become a belief. <laughs> and so when that happens as a child and you have this these emotional experiences that are extremely difficult, when you go through traumatic experiences... Over time, it drains your body. So now you may have a lot of anger. You're feeling it in your heart when you're doing the technique with me. So we look at the anger and how that affects your heart. And like, oh my gosh, I have heart problems. You might have that light bulb go on. that I have heart problems and lung problems. And lungs are the seed of grief in Chinese medicine. So I'm looking at all these different, these, these, different ways that the body is expressed, these different, you know, like I use Chinese medicine as part of what I look at, the meridian system of the body, the the Hindu traditions using the chakra system. Carolyn Mace has greatly influenced my work, Anatomy of the Spirit, and looking at the human energy system and how that gets drained and how the biology can no longer be supported. So with the technique, we're looking at the holistic, we get a holistic snapshot all at once. So you may even get the memory associated with the pain that you're feeling in your body. And then you see, oh, that's, there's the illness there too. And then there's this, this anger that's spinning in there. And then this belief that I'm unlovable. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> that's too bad. But we're not looking at your story. We're looking at the story of the anger itself, which mm-hmm. helps the person so much because traditional psychotherapy puts you in the story where you feel like you're spinning in the story. Mm-hmm. And then you hit a wall eventually. Traditional psychotherapy is wonderful. I did 15 years of it before I found this. And when I found this, I got more out of one session than I got out of the 15 years. So, and that's why I ended up doing it. I was like, this is powerful stuff. I got to yeah. help other people with this. Yeah. Um, eventually, after, you know, of course, working on myself for a long time with it. But mm-hmm. but it quantum leaps your 
your ability to release the energy that gets stuck in your system. We all get stuck. We all get, you know, issues with our bodies. Yeah. And even if you don't have a physical issue going on at this point, eventually the system wears down. You may have persistent symptoms. You're just so used to them. Right, right. Those stomach aches and taking the Prilosec, you're just like, whatever. But that's your body's calling out to you. It's got something going on it needs help with. Yeah, our bodies are so innately wise. With my nutritional background, like I recognize too that it gives us these telltale signs that if we can be aware to these signs, we can get more we can uncover more and more as to what's the root cause of these of these symptoms. And also too, I'm gonna to bring forth like the mind doesn't know the difference from the past to the fu- to the present. Like it, if you go back with traditional psych- psychiatry, psychology, I said that right? Because I went to a psychiatrist for a long time too, to a counselor and like, and it just got to a point where like, I am so tired of reliving this. I never walk out of here feeling any better. Yes. I just keep unpacking more and more wounds. So what that's doing is it's taking our our mind back to the past of that experience and it thinks it's the current experience. So it's just reliving that trauma. So by detaching from that 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 emotion, yeah, then we're able to heal that emotion. Like so I love how you brought forth with your integration is that you can see it as like two separate beings is what came through to me. And that's how breath work is for me too. You can see that emotion of that anger, that resentment, that shame, that guilt as a different experience. And like for me, I get to bring in, and this is part of my healing and part of my healing for my clients too, is I get to bring in an opportunity to go in there and revisit your inner child and to love on them and to see them and to know that they are valid and that they were so strong and so brave and so courageous. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I love both of these modalities being able to rewrite those neural pathways in the brain of what was we thought and how we should live and act. Right. Right. And, you know, you brought up the inner child and that's imperative when you went through childhood abuse because talk about how the child gets stuck inside of you you know it gets stuck in the experience and that's really what you are also saying is like when you're going over your story over and over and over again you're staying stuck in that experience you're in the emotional experience of the shame the pain that there has to be a way out and that's what breath work helps people it gives them a way to release it from the field and thus the body and so whole person integration technique does the similar thing where it gives you a way to release it. But one of the things I, that I know both of our techniques help people with is to replace it. Because we want all, uh, like clients will come to me and just say, Dr. Meg, I just want to feel peace. Yeah. I just want to feel love. I want to feel compassion. I want to feel grace. I want to feel all of these amazing qualities. But I feel like I can't get there because I'm, I'm, I feel so ashamed all the time, or I'm so afraid all the time. So when you release that, you can replace that. It gives you more energy to run your life Mm -hmm. and replace it with the compassion. And that's part of my, the technique. And that's, so people leave working with me, they leave feeling better, just like they do with you, you know, where there's just like, oh my gosh, I feel like something really shifted in me. I really released something. And then now I have the prescription I'm going to give my patients is, you know, that joy that you asked to infuse into your heart now. I want you to explore joy. I want you to enter into the study of joy. You're in earth school and you get to be in a joy class. (laughs) So you were already in that anger class, you know, that anger class held you back. It made you sick. Mm -hmm. The joy class is going to help heal you. So that's part of what I help people with, you know. And then when I work with the client too and help them release that guilt or that shame or that anger, they send those those parts of the self, they send them off to love school yeah. so they can learn more about love. They continue on that process of learning about love because that's all those parts of you ever wanted. 
the same thing you do. Right. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be loved. They want to be understood. Right. And you need those things in order to really feel loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's our that's our human desire. What a gift to bring forth joy because I know for so long, like I just sat in this weight is like this heavy weighted blanket or or now my inner child, she sits in this glass box and this glass box is over time through breath work, like it's slowly cracking, it's slowly splintering. But when I visit her, like she's just crouched down into this fear fetal position and to give her the joy that she desired, to give her the playtime that she desired for me to go back and and be with her, to dance with her and sing with her and teeter-totter with her, like that's the joy and that's what is the gift of life too that we all want to experience, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and the inner child, honestly, that's their natural state mm-hmm. is joy creativity, happiness, wonder, all of those things that get lost along the way, especially when you've been through constant abuse right? You know, for, your, for your whole life. And that's something I also wanted to mention is I, I am certified in, in inner child work that doesn't just look at your child self, it also looks at your adult patterns. Mm-hmm. And then it's the loving self, it's that higher self that really brings the healing to both parts of the self and reintegrates those parts. Because what I find all the time is that when you go through abuse cycles over and over and over again, your inner child, which is in, in the work that I do, is your second center in the, the energy system. So it's your in your abdominal re- region and why people have so many issues abdominally, right? Huh. One of the reasons. It's also your immune system. And then your adult self is the third center, and that's your mental body. So it's your emotional body and your mental body. They get divided. So you feel like you're these two different people, your thinking mind and your feeling self. So you might feel like I'm either totally overly emotional and uh, or I'm shut down and numbed out or mm-hmm. numbing up intentionally using alcohol, drugs, sex, relationships with other people, taking care of everyone else, codependency, yeah. all of that. Um, or Or you feel like you're just in your head all the time. You know, so it really helps to bring those two parts of the self, the mental and the emotional together in a healed way. Mm. That is such a beautiful gift, Meg. That is, I I, I am just sitting with that. That is such a beautiful gift to be able to give. What a gift you are to be able to give people that type of life that they've always desired and or desire currently to live in that joy and that peace and that harmony and and not feel such pain. I want to go down the road of with both of us having with both of us being adult children of narcissistic parents and having past patterns of relationships with narcissists. I know one of the biggest things and the hardest thing, I'm not going to lie, the hardest thing is the forgiveness piece. Yeah. And I know you talk a lot about the forgiveness piece on your YouTube. And I can you bring that into the space, too, of what that looks like and how that potentially translates into the body, into the mind, into the soul, into the spirit? Yeah. Forgiveness is one of the most misunderstood attributes. It's... It's so misunderstood and it's so important. It's probably the most important thing. You know, we keep talking about releasing, releasing through breath work, releasing through whole person integration technique, releasing the emotional experience, releasing the inner child. Forgiveness is releasing. Yeah. It's, and I love that Dr. Joan Borisenko is one of my, she really influenced me 30 years ago when I started on this path. And she wrote a book called Guilt is the Teacher, Love is the Lesson. And she talked about forgiveness as releaseness. And it totally shifted my mindset around it. I'm like, okay, I can get on board with that. Because forgiveness as a spiritual concept or as a religious concept has been, it, it basically people think it means you have to take the person back. You have to tell them, it's okay, I love you anyway. You can still love them in spite of the things that they did. And I encourage you to get to that space 
but you don't have to invite somebody back into your life who's abusing you, who you do not trust because you should not trust because they've proven to you over and over and over again that they are not worthy of your trust. So you don't have to take somebody back into your life. That's not what forgiveness is at all. Now, you may choose to take them back and rebuild trust. You know, if they are capable of meeting you there and if they're capable of of working through this with you and you guys really working on this together, great, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if they're not willing to take up that mantle, there's the only thing you can do is release the hold it has had on you, the hold it has in your body. And that's really a whole person integration technique is a process of releaseness or yeah. self-forgiveness. You're forgiving those parts of yourself that you don't even want to face. You don't want to face the shame or the pain, you know, because you also think that's going to be super painful and super hard and Modern psychology has made you believe it's going to be painful and hard because it is when you go in and talk about your story over and over again, you leave your sessions wrecked, Yeah, you know, yeah, um, and you're wrecked for weeks and these wounds literally are open. Mm-hmm. And so what we're offering with the kind of work that we do is these open wounds, we're offering healing, you know, staff, the healing salve that will help them. Yeah. Forgiveness is a healing salve. That will help you actually heal. And I love the word heal because it's the process of getting well. It's Mm -hmm. not a a switch you flip. It's a process you go through. It's like what you described with your inner child and the process you're going through with her and and her in that glass box and the the stages you're going through. That's that's exactly what your process needs to be for you and and who you are and who you're becoming and how you're helping people, you know? Yeah, thank Everyone you. Everyone has their own. Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate that validation. I want to re- reiterate to something that you say in your YouTube videos and something that you touched on here too is that forgiveness does not mean that you take that person back if you're in an emotionally abusive relationship or in a physically abus- abusive relationship. Forgiveness is simply releasing that toxic energy, that toxic emotion out of your body so that you can heal, so that you can get well. And for me, there has been breathwork sessions where I've gone back and I have in different situations forgiven my abuser, forgiven my parent, and I have written a thank or a forgiveness letter. But at that point, it for me, it was burning it and putting it in the sand and letting the ocean carry it away because that's not something that you want to ever give your abuser any ammunition to come at you with. So know that that's truly not what we're saying here. Just reiterating, please, please, please make sure that you are safe and that you have a support system to help to help guide you and a safe supportive system to help guide you. Yeah. Um and I love the fact that you're bringing in the nutrition and the disease and you're bringing in all of it. And I know that for me, looking back recently, this last weekend, I was in a breathwork workshop four day immersion where I was able to go back to my grandmother and my great grandmother and speak to them in this way where they potentially I carried down their trauma into my system, into my body energetically, and I was able to go back to them and say, what you did was amazing. How you conquered the world was so powerful and so brave, but your stuff is not mine to carry anymore. And knowing that that's all part of my mother's story my grandmother's story and being able to go back and forgive them for that and saying, this is your shit. I'm not taking it anymore. Yeah. 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 Generational trauma is what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's real. And it's something that along your healing pathway, you will work through because you're, I mean, I've come to believe that your DNA is made up of the thoughts, the feelings, beliefs, and experiences of not only you, but your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things we know too with the, the science of epigenetics is that you can change your DNA yeah, by changing 
the way you think, the way you feel, the way you believe, the way you live your life, changing your habits, changing what you eat. <laughs> Since we started talking about food and we both yeah. are into nutrition too. So yeah. and food will heal it will help you heal the body while you're going through those emotional release processes. It will exponentially speed it up. Because if you, we're one of the things that we're talking about, we haven't really said out loud is we're talking about frequency, we're talking about vibration, and we're talking about raising those energies. And food is one of the quickest ways to raise or deplete your energy. Mm-hmm. Because the toxins that are in the food supply now are keeping people sick, they're yeah. making people sick. And if you're already really emotionally, stirred up from having an abusive past, mm-hmm. that is cleaning up your diet is going to go a long way to help mm-hmm. you. I mean, there's even foods that, that are considered anxiogenic. We didn't even have that word, that classification. Um, I don't even know what that word is. Can you tell us what that word means? <laughs> yes. Anxiogenic foods are ones that make you anxious. They make you anxious mm-hmm. and depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of those? I'm super curious now. Yeah. So food chemicals, a lot of food chemicals that are out there are dyes, gluten, and it's not really gluten itself. It's the, they poison the crops. They literally spray them with Roundup to get them to ripen faster so that the, they can harvest them more quickly. And they've already created a, a it's not, a, wheat is not actually genetically modified, but it was genetically changed. In the 70s, so that they could increase the wheat crops, but also increase the gluten content dramatically. So it's not what we used to have. I know so many people that go to Europe and they eat bread there and they're fine. They eat it here and they are so sick. Yeah. You know, it just rips up the intestinal tract where you're supposed to be absorbing nutrients and you're not able to. Right. And you. And here's where it comes full circle, too, back to what you eat. So being in a narcissistic, abusive relationship and when you choose, if you choose to leave and have that no contact, like you're still in that sympathetic nervous system. You're still in that fight or flight nervous system. And when you add and and that fight or flight creates inflammation within your body and then you add the food that causes more inflammation I mean, it's it's amazing. Like my mind just came to us. It's surprising. Like we're not walking around in big bubbles like as as like blown up beings. Right. Because we're so inflamed. So thank you for bringing that. People are. That's interesting. You said that because people really are. The obesity rates in this in in the U.S. are astronomical. All right. It's largely from the food. But then there's also the traumatic experiences that that all of it's coming to a head. I mean, in our world, it's reflecting back the massive wake-up call that people have been through. But you, anyone that finds this podcast is in search mode. (laughs) You know, they're searching for answers and healing and health. So just know that what's going on in the world is reflective of what's going on inside of each of us as we go through our transformational process. And that you can transform, you can change, you can heal. Food is one of the primary things that's going to help you do that. Yeah. Thank you for bringing such awareness to that. Something that I know that I haven't brought forth in my space too, as far as the clients that I see working through narcissistic abuse. But some of the other things that you write, and I know that I'll bring forth Dr. Joe Dispenza, is that you know, our thoughts create, our emotions create our thoughts. And then so we can change our thoughts and a simple, simple practice. And now this isn't going to be one and done, or this isn't the only way. It is a tip of the iceberg is that you can simply give yourself the opportunity to journal and write some affirmations, some positive affirmations. And another thing that you can do is voice record yourself saying these affirmations. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of happiness. I release the past and step into empowering my future. I am a survivor. I am strong. I am brave. I am courageous. You know, those are the things that you can write and start integrating within your thoughts and within your systems. And if you're if you're in that safe space, you can have post-it notes within your house so that you see it and you're reminded that you're love and that you're valuable and 
And for me, it was at one point, I am no longer abandoning myself when I left Costa Rica over two years ago. And then I recognized that was a negative comment. I'm no longer abandoning myself. And then I'm like, ooh, I need to shift that perspective. I choose me. I choose me. I choose me. So it's it's these little things that you can do moment to moment, day to day that you can change. You can change what you eat. You can change how you speak to yourself. You can change how you look at yourself in the mirror, right? Yeah, absolutely. And really what you're describing is something that ACONS, adult children, narcissists have to do. We have to reprogram ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to catch ourselves in those thought patterns where the narcissistic parent is still running the show in your head when you're talking to yourself the way that they talk to you. It's not even your own voice, but that's mm-hmm. the thing is you get to reveal your own voice. And one of the ways you do that is through exactly what you were talking about. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's creating these affirmations that speak to your heart and then feeling the feeling, you know, of how released you feel when you say, I choose me. You know, like, oh, that feels, oh, finally, yay. Yeah, <laughs> I hug myself. I love myself. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm amazing. I'm brilliant. Yeah, which, you know, it seems like sometimes like it can be so cheesy, but it's it's what you said. It's it's rewriting that neurological pathway. It's it's, you know, the neurons that fire together, wire together. So if you're constantly saying these negative thoughts about yourself, you're constantly creating this negative habitual pattern in your brain. And if we can shift just one word within that sentence from I'm no longer abandoning myself to I choose me. Like that just feels so much juicier, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some more self-care. I know you bring that forward in your information too. Yeah. Yeah, self-care, you know, it's a lot of people think, oh, that's, you know, good at spa, get my nails done or whatever. That's, to me, that's not really self-care. It feels good, but for a moment. It feels good. That's pampering. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pampering's necessary. Yeah. You like it, right? All permission. (laughs) Yeah. So, but self-care really is self-loving acts. And self-loving acts are getting plenty of sleep, drinking plenty of water, really looking at your body. Because, you know, with ACONs, people who have survived abuse, we're often so disconnected from our bodies, from dissociating over and over and over again, that we don't even know what our basic needs are. And so I'll often tell people just, you know, close your eyes and take some deep breaths and feel, what do I need right now? Gosh, I'm thirsty. I need some water. I need to go to the bathroom. I need to realize I haven't gone, you know, I haven't eaten, you know, like, so those self-care measures are really giving yourself of course, the basic needs that your body needs, but giving yourself the nurturing and the love and the, the kindness and the compassion that you didn't get, that your parent was literally incapable of giving to you. Yeah. So it's a reparenting of the self, which is an important part of this and which may make you angry at first when you think, well, oh, I have to do that too, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it's an opportunity to give yourself grace and give yourself just deep love and care. So self-care, I think, is one of the most important things to do and just start with the basics. Just change one thing. One thing that I recommend a lot of people do if you feel like you're nutrient deficient because you've been eating a lot of toxic foods and junk foods and stuff, which was certainly me at one point. Oh, boy, then I eat a lot of junk food, is to add a greens powder, an organic greens powder to your diet. You know, just greens powder, powder and water and start doing that. It's make the one shift and then yeah. incremental shifts. You don't have to change every single thing overnight. No. And like that's super important, too, is that it's not an all or nothing thing. Like you make micro steps, micro changes so that your nervous system can reset as you go. You know, you 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 don't do 100 things all at once and expect a positive outcome you do these small steps. So is it, you know, take a morning walk and get some vitamin D or, and at nighttime, maybe you simply sit down on the couch and drink a cup of tea. You know, those are the small shifts. And, and I just want to reiterate that please, please, please be compassionate towards yourself because you may take a step forward and you may take three steps backwards. 
But it's that constant awareness and that awareness will come in quicker and quicker of the thoughts or quicker awareness of, oh, I just ate that bag of chips. I was in the grocery store line. I was hungry. Oh, I forgot to eat today. Or I'm simply thirsty. I've had no water today. You know, it's those those shifts yeah. that help you change your reality and release any shame or blame around where you were. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. One yeah. of the things I do, I suggest a lot to my clients. I talk so sweetly to myself. I call myself sweet, sweetheart. You know, like, I'll look at the clock and I'll be like, oh, I'm staying up a little too late. And I know this is not good for me because it affects tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Be like, okay, it's time to go to bed, sweetheart. Aww. Instead of like mad at myself, because I, I used to get mad at myself, you know, like, oh, you did it again. You know, well, that's mm-hmm. exactly how my narcissistic parents spoke to me. Mm-hmm. You did it again. You messed up again. And I didn't realize how much I was doing that to myself. And then I started to like shift that yeah you're changing those back into that guilt and that shame and and creating that resentment within yourself too so yeah exactly no and then then potentially you give yourself the silent treatment and then you don't listen to yourself anymore and that (laughs) creates that snowball effect right so that's right please 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 be kind to yourself dr meg is there anything else that you would like to bring forth into this space that my community my tribe need that you feel need to hear or that you feel is important for them to hear? You know, if you're a a wounded ACON, adult child of a narcissist, you, what I help people with, and I know you're helping people with too, is becoming icons. And that's becoming independent, confident, original, naturally you. And the more you can get in touch with who you really are and be that in the world, the better off our whole world is going to be. So many of us are empaths and sensitives and we're just, we don't even want to leave the house because we're so sensitive. We feel everything. We're curled up in bed. I used to be there, but we need you. Yeah. We need your love. We need your light. We need, we need you and, and you can do it, you know, bit by bit. You mm-hmm. you can do it. We did it. We're continuing to do it. I always say the fun never stops as long as you're in a body. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. keep at it. Thank you. For that. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to have you on the show. There's one last question I want to ask you. I ask all my guests before um, we close out the show is if you could go back to a younger self of Meg, what age would you go? What would you tell her why? And why? <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, intuition plays such a major role in everything that I do. Um, but the first thing, it, this has really, to, to for me, it has to do with relationships and going back and heal your relationship with you first mm-hmm. before you have relationships with others, you know, because it really the first thing that came in was don't don't get married. <laughs> I am divorced. And, but it really wasn't about not getting married. It was really about marry yourself, you know, fall in love with you, find who you are, be that in the world. And all the other stuff takes care of itself, you know, your relationship with yourself and with higher power, with the divine is the most important relationship you're ever going to have. So, what age is the self of yours? The self of me is is in my my twenties, mm. you know, probably even before that when I just started my first significant relationship was really around nineteen. Yeah, yeah, she's so. beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah, yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> so lovable. Yeah, I see. You know. Well, thank you for being on here. I, If anybody is needing support, if anybody is needing to be heard, I know that you can reach out to Meg on Instagram, Dr. Meg. I'll link her Instagram. So if you find that you are in an abusive relationship or abusive situation, please reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. You can call, chat, text 24-7, the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to the number 88788. 
it's super important that you are in a safe space before before you do any of this work. Make sure that you have a tribe that you know that you can trust and that you can count on. So with that, I am so grateful. I know that we could go down through so many different rabbit holes. I mean, we could go into more more nutrition. We could go into your books. We could go into your podcasts. We can go into your YouTubes. But all that information will be on the show notes. And I am so, so, so grateful that you took the time to be here with me and to be here with my community. Dr. Meg, I am I I am so grateful for you. I honor you. Thank you. Thank you. Grateful for you too. Thank you. So until next time, I will see you all on the next episode of Raw and Radiance. Thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us, reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their Raw and Radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me. Raw and Radiant is edited and produced by Media Unscripted, your one-stop shop for all things podcast production, management, and growth. You can find out more about them at mediaunscripted.com, especially for those of you looking to start, launch, or grow your own show.